Welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. That's always such a mouthful. Yeah, I uh, realized something. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I'm embarrassed. I didn't, um, I didn't thank our intro music provider last episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that too. Longinus. So thank you, Longinus, Longinus for last week's latitude. music. And uh, thank you to Trevor for this week's intro music. Trevor. It was, uh, it was greatly appreciated. Yeah. You thought about that last night, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I listened back. Uh, oh, for to put a little perspective, um, it's currently Thursday morning at 8 o'clock. I, I got off work an hour ago. Yeah. So I'm pretty tired. But I'm going to power through. Good. But Douglas, have I ever told the... Uh, the story on the podcast about the time the transgender, the, <laughs> the transgender yelled at me. Uh-uh. Well, this was 2017 PS, pre-SAV. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so in our old dorm, old Azalea. Uh, Have I heard this? Possibly. Yeah. The main doors. Uh, there, there was like two main doors. Technically four because there's like the front ones and the back ones. So I was walking... Um, God, it, I haven't told it in a while, so I'm going to try to remember as best I can. But uh, I was walking to uh, to class, and uh, like I, I held the door open because I thought someone was behind me, and then I kept going. And I then, heard this, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then someone stops the door, and they, they yell at me. And I turn around, and there's like this transgender – I don't know which one it was – there's many. It would be I know, it would be I, impossible to guess. I know what it's called, but a trans person stopped the door Wait, and how goes, did you know they were trans? They looked it. So you're just taking a guess. It could have just been an ugly woman. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 either was a mass uh, a feminine man or a masculine woman. The voice was what really caught my attention because it was kind of like um like what a Taiwanese hooker sounds like. What is that? Like like kind of female y <coughs> but kind of ma- like like hey, hey like kinda like that. <laughs> and so they stop it and they're like, Hey asshole and I turn around and shoot and they, you know, not to be mean be all PC. They it was like, hey, you're supposed to hold the door open for people. And at this point, I'm like probably 20 feet away. Yeah. And so I'm looking at them, and I'm like, uh, I'm just like I'm just like staring at them, and she, and they go, yeah, I'm talking to you. And like I look around to make sure that they're talking to me, and I just go, but you weren't near the door. And then they go, common courtesy, bitch. And they walk away, and I, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that, did, it make, uh, did it make you cry? No, no? It, it made me. It made me uh, have a, a new understanding of common courtesy, especially for the trans community. Now you know. Yeah, now, 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 now I know. You learned the hard way, but you know now. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, not to steer subject, but. Um, I I've, steered away from this touchy subject. I learned so when you're stalking overnight it 
three. It sounded like you just said when you're stalking overnight, like you're stalking. Oh yeah, like someone. I'm stalking. No, when, it, when you're stalking shelves in a Win Dixie, yeah, at like two, three, four in the morning, you tend to do a lot of thinking, and I, I realize that I'm kind of a bad person. How so? I thought of a business plan. Oh gosh, a Jewish nightclub slash weed dispensary. <laughs> do you remember the name? <laughs> yeah. Auschwitz. Okay, I'm in that right there. Hold on. No. Do you want to hear? Do you no. want to hear the tagline for the weed dispensary slash nightclub? Why is it a Jewish nightclub? Because it's name funny. It after a con- that- Auschwitz. That's so dark. No, it's making light of a bad situation. That, a very bad situation. Do you want to hear the tagline? I don't think I do. For the weed dispensary. Sure. Don't worry. This gas don't hurt you. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my god! You... You you have some problems. I don't even know what to say. I'm so proud of myself. Are you? Yeah. Are you really? Like, I was sitting there. Hey, all of our Jewish listeners, gone. No. Look, okay... (laughs) If you can't find comedy, and if you can't make... Oh, now so- he's going to make it a serious, serious No, thing. if you can't make light of a bad situation, then you're too caught up on the negatives of things. Like, focusing on negatives in life is a horrible well, well, thing has, to do. Has, okay, you know, what's, what's your last name? Uh, <laughs> Houston. And what country does that derive from? It's, uh, it's part of the German vocabulary. And, you know, did you... Excuse me. There are also German Jews. Yeah. Okay. So. Are you Jewish? No, I'm Catholic. <laughs> but Catholicism is a big supporter of Judaism. I think. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. But. So I. The Holocaust didn't affect your family directly. No, I'm so sure. I'm sure. Would, no, I'm sure. Be, I have a great relative or something because I have family that is from Germany. They adopted my the name as a literal German word as their last name. It's pronounced Husting, by the way. What does it mean in German? Husting. Uh, it's a gathering of a political council. Wow. Yeah, a Husting. It's <laughs> a noun. But uh, yeah, that, Auschwitz. That was. That was uh... I'm really proud of that. All right, off the record, it was pretty funny. Thank you. <laughs> Savannah, not, is... I'm not, not going to say it on the podcast. Savannah, did you, you, you think that was funny? You recording, right? No, yeah. Okay, good. Savannah, did you think that was funny? I mean, not being... Like, I'm not a Jew, so I didn't... It's not anti-Semitic. It's not, it's not a hate joke. It's not hateful towards anything. It it's making... Lo- it's making... It's something funny out of a bad situation. Yeah. This gas don't kill you? <laughs> no, don't on. worry. That this gas good. don't hurt you. That one's a it reacher. Think of big mouth, yeah. Yeah, like Big Mouth does it. Pete Davidson does it. Jim Jeffries used well, Pete, to do it a Pete lot. Pete Davidson has the 9/11 jokes. That's because his father was killed. I know he's lucky. It's like people usually make jokes his like dad that. Really lucky. His dad died in 9/11. He. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. No, Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson told a funny joke one time at Justin Bieber's roast about his dad, and he was like, "You know, Justin." I lost my dad in 9/11, and you know, for the longest time, I've always, I've always wanted to have you know a dad in my life. 
And then I met your dad, and I'm glad mine's dead. So he makes he, he makes light of oh a of a negative God. issue. You know why? Because focusing on negatives is unhealthy, but mentally and emotionally. So I think Auschwitz could also be a message of positivity. I'm not oh. I'm not anti-Semitic at all. Yeah, you're I'm not, not pro. Nazi or whatever. I just I t- I like to make jokes, especially ones that that uh, test someone's like response to comedy. Like, am I for me? So you test the waters and see if someone starts to hate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I love I love edgy's kind of not right the the right word, but I, I like dark humor. I like well, yeah, because it it, t- it makes it makes light of you know like unfortunate events, but you. The way to like you know get past these and make like uh, a positive like thing about them is just to you know have like positive, I guess outlooks on it or positive like uh, just positive like input I guess. Yeah, I got you. Because Auschwitz is so positive. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well. That, I'm very that proud was, of that. That was a good intro. I'll I'm give very you that. proud of yeah. that. Um. Well, I've got three. Urban legends that I'd like to get into. For and apparently, I've mentioned one of them before. You have, yes. Oh God, three. Are they connected by any chance? No, they're, they're just they're just urban legends. Well, what I thought were the scariest and somewhat funniest. So, I'm not gonna try and guess because I could. There's too many. Yeah. Chupacabra. No, you'll no, you'll you'll be like, oh. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'll get this in short. Well, Douglas, before we begin. Wow me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do it. Wow, me. There you go. Alright, so the first one I have, it's short, but uh, it's got some gems in it. Uh, I think you're really going to like it. Um, and you'll know why once I say it. So I have the Goatman of Maryland. According to urban legend, the Goatman of Maryland is an axe-wielding, half-animal, half-man creature who was once a scientist in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. The tale holds that he was experimenting on goats until one experiment backfired and he was mutated, becoming, goat, becoming goat-like himself. He then began attacking cars with an axe, roaming the back roads of Beltsville, Maryland. A variation of the legend tells of the goat man as an old hermit who lives in the woods, seen walking alone at night along Fletchertown Road. So, the creature closely resembles a, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but a satyr, you know, a satyr, satyr, sat, like yeah, like Mr. Tubman from uh, Narnia. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, a satyr, which according to Greek mythology is also known as a silenos, which is a male nature spirit with ears and tail resembling those of a horse. And um, also, the satyr male, the satyr also has a permanent exaggerated erection. <laughs> I knew I knew he'd like that. Hold so on. Now hold picture, on. So, been... so now picture the goat man running after you wielding an axe and a massive erection. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, scary, right? Spooky. Yeah. But this one's spookier. Wait, that was it? Yeah, that's that's the first one. Any pictures? You just wanted to... Uh, they're on, they'll be on Instagram. No pictures? I wanted to see some I have, pictures. I have pictures for the other one. You skank. Yeah, you perv. 
So, um, have you heard of the clown statue? Uh. You haven't heard of the clown statue? No. Well, I, um. Okay. I, I really, uh. S- our general manager's leaving. Yeah. She's making so much noise. Jeez, jeez, Louise. Wait, what time will you be back? Jeez. Okay. Around nine. Around nine. Well. Oh, I'd like to get lunch at like twelve, uh, eleven. Bye. Love y'all too. Bye. Love y'all too. Love you. Bye. Yeah. <coughs> well, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, that was unnecessary. Don't try and turn it on me, okay? That I'm not was the one who was making Holocaust that, jokes. That is my proudest joke ever. No, it's not. Dude, it was a double whammy. Auschwitz <laughs> and the slogan. That is whatever, my, whatever. That is my proudest that. one. So I really hate myself for choosing the clown statue one. Cause you have a picture of this one? Yes, I do have a picture, but it's hey, on the website. Ah. Um, yeah, Sorry uh, for yawning. I, uh, I really hate clowns. Oh, who doesn't? It, John John Wayne Gacy. And I have. That's really it. I'm gonna go over what clowns, what makes clowns scary to me. So it's they're always smiling. Um, Some are. They always have exaggerated hold, hold, face paint. Time out. What? You didn't silence your phone during production of the podcast. God. Sorry, I was too eager to get into it. Mm. Um, their joking demeanor, like they're just never serious. I don't like that. And also those little flowers that spray you with water. That is scary, that seems scary like and a, unexpected. That seems more of like a movie gimmick. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I went to a circus. I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen clowns that uh, look like the ones you see in movies. Hmm. Well, I went to a circus when I was young, and the only other thing that scared me more than the clowns was the giant cannon that shot the dude out of it because I was like what is that and then it just went off and it scared me to death I didn't like loud noises when I was young and then I thought the guy was going to die yeah but there's a net yeah so I didn't see the net oh I was like it's oh, a pretty big where's net where's he going <laughs> I've, I've, I've been to a circus before you, no you weren't with me I uh, know but I yeah. said I've been to a circus did yeah, I, no, I, 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 just I didn't go with you I was just trying to remember if you did or not no why would I go with you because we're best friends not circus best friends that's a wow that's something for my Jewish friends Jesus Christ alright so the clown statue is a story is a well, statue is an urban legend about a babysitter who finds herself alone in the house with a creepy oh, statue oh I've heard of this one yeah this isn't this is scary is this an actual urban legend? Yeah. I thought it's, it was it just rated, like... Rated in the top 20 of urban legends. Scariest urban legends. Um, well, slow down on your speaking, man. I'm trying to get through the stories because the last one's long. All right, well, we're only at like 15 minutes, so... No, we're longer than that. I guarantee it. 15 minutes. Oh. Fifteen and and my, twenty seconds. My podcasts are short and sweet. That's just how I like it. Fine. Keeps the listeners on their toes. Like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Oh, we're switching. We're switching. We're switching. Oh, and then boom. oh, it's over. Boom. Forty minute podcast. <laughs> boom. Concise. More like thirty minute podcast. No, all of my podcast has been at least forty minutes. I'm not gonna get into maybe thirty seven. I'm not gonna go research that right now. Maybe thirty seven. But anyways, the story goes. Actually, I am. A few. <laughs> Listen to the story. Okay. 
A few years ago, there was a wealthy couple who had two young children, a boy and a girl, and the family lived in a large house in Newport Beach, California. After taking care of their kids all week, the Dude, mother and slow, father decided they needed a break, so they... Slow down. Don't interrupt me. Just, you know, you're, just don't go so fast. I'm trying to make it so that they don't fall asleep. They're not going to fall asleep, but they're not going to pay it. They're not going to be like, whoa, too fast. Well, you know you can slow it down. On Spotify, right? Just make it easier for them. I am. No, they you can aren't. do it themselves. You're going like, you're going hey, like our hey, listeners are adults. In California, we're gonna, they were sitting there. That's not even how it went. You're not even listening. Oh, I forgot the words. Yeah. After taking care of their kids all week, the mother and father decided they needed a break, so they booked a table for dinner at a nice restaurant. That evening, they called a teenager... Teenage girl they knew and arranged for her to come and babysit their children while they were out. When the babysitter arrived, the parents told her to fix supper for the kids and put them to bed. I've never heard this long version. This is exciting. Well, I'm glad. You're welcome. <laughs> after that, after you put them to bed, you can just watch TV and help yourself to anything in the fridge, said the father. Oh, what if there's like alcohol? <laughs> Those are just, said the father. <laughs> said the father. And if you wouldn't mind, said the mother, could you watch TV in our bedroom? The kids have been having nightmares recently, so if you hear them crying, you can just go in and calm them down. Oh my god, is that a na- toenail on your jacket? Ew. Ew. That was a fingernail. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how don't that throw got it at me. So, and if you wouldn't mind, said the mother, could you watch TV in our bedroom? The kids have been having nightmares recently. So if you hear them crying, you can just go in and calm them down. I guess that's a little bit of foreshadowing for something spooky to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The babysitter happily agreed, and the parents left for their dinner date. The girl gave the children some milk and cookies, then ushered them up. So what happened to dinner? What a horrible dinner. What? I know. Jesus. Then ushered them upstairs to bed. She start. I wonder what they had, if they had dinner. Jesus. Ice that's, cream's a better dinner. Yeah. Or cookie oh, no, dough. I, I, Cookie dough is still milk and cookies, pretty much. No, it isn't. Raw cookie dough. No milk. <gasps> chocolate cake. <laughs> I have chocolate cake upstairs. Anyways, really? Jesus, yeah. How moist is it? It's been sitting out. Crap. Yeah. I do have you sit it out? You should put it in the fridge. I, uh, what an idiot. That's how you preserve cake. I don't know. It's still good, though. It's only been out for a couple of days. Yeah, but it's dry. Anyways. So she uppered them upstairs to bed. Uh... She started to read them a bedtime story, and before long, the little boy and girl were fast asleep. After tucking them in, she switched off the lights and went to watch TV. The babysitter, When the babysitter walked into the parents' room and sat down, she noticed there was a creepy-looking clown statue standing in the corner of the room. She tried to ignore it, but it looked so eerie and disturbing that it sent a chill down her spine. She felt as though its eyes were staring straight at her, spelled straight wrong, while she watched TV. As time passed, the babysitter started to feel more and more uneasy about the clown statue. Whenever she, whenever she glanced at it, she got the unsettling feeling that it had moved, ever so slightly. Uh, yeah. God! Finally, the clown statue began to freak her out so much that she couldn't handle it any longer. She decided to go downstairs and phone the parents. When she dialed the number they had left for her, the mother answered. Hi, it's me, said the babysitter. Everything's fine. The kids are fast asleep in bed. I was just wondering, would it be okay if I watched TV downstairs? 
Of course, replied the father, but why? I know it sounds silly, laughed the girl, but the clown statue is really creeping me out. Clown statue, asked the father. Yeah, the clown statue in your bedroom, the girl replied. The phone went silent for a moment. Listen to me carefully, said the father. Take the children and get out of the house. We will call the police. Go, now. What's wrong, asked the girl. The father gulped and replied, We don't have a clown statue. For a second, the babysitter just stood there, stunned. Then she dropped the phone, raced upstairs, grabbed the children, carrying one under each arm, raced downstairs again, and fled out to, into the street. She's probably pretty strong now that mm-hmm. I think about it. Huddled on the sidewalk, comforting the two children, the babysitter looked up to the bedroom window and saw something that made her scream out in horror. Uh. Peeking through the gap in the curtains was the white, painted face of a clown. It stared at her for a moment, then sank back into the darkness. Within minutes, the police arrived and cautiously entered the house. In the upstairs bedroom, they found a man dressed in a clown suit. When they arrested him, they found a knife concealed in his costume. The clown turned out to be a mentally disturbed midget (laughs) 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 who who was was a convicted murderer and cold-blooded killer. The evil man had been stalking the family for months, lurking in their attic during during the daytime, coming out to sneak around the house at night. For weeks, the children have been complaining about a clown statue that stood in their room and watched them sleep, but the parents just dismissed this as nightmares. That, I'd, okay, the midget thing caught me off guard, <laughs> um, but that's still pretty scary. I pooed a little. <laughs> yeah, All right, I, let me see the picture. I can smell it. Hold on. I, I, I have it ready for um, Instagram. Let's see, clown statue. Speaking speaking of Instagram, so we we share the Night Swim Instagram account. Yeah. But I don't have it anymore. What do you mean? Like it logged me out of it on my Instagram. Yeah, if you don't use it for a while, it'll log you out. But you know the information. I don't. I forgot it. I don't want to say it on yeah, here. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, no, I found this picture, which is still pretty. That's scary. Ah. Yeah. This picture will be on the Instagram. Uh-uh. Um, but I've got scarier pictures for the Instagram. Oh, shit. I want to see scarier pictures. All right. You ready? We're not. Whatever. You already saw the next one. I didn't. Oh, you the didn't? next what? The next story? No, yeah. I was looking for more pictures. At, at, but the browser was popped up for the uh, next topic. No, I didn't read it at all. I have terrible eyes. It's probably because you're so tired. Or because, medically speaking, I have terrible eyesight. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I just don't wear my glasses. Well, mine's very bad. Yeah. All right, cause I can't drive at night. I I shouldn't be driving at night. Well, stop, stop. So, what about the clown statue story? What what freaked you out the most? The clown statue. But like, what 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 particular moment in the story? Uh, the, like, uh, when the girl fell, it kept getting closer. Yeah. Like, I, I pictured that in, like, my parents' room. I, yeah. Ugh. I think, I think, um, definitely the part, the part where they're on the street. And <laughs> the she, plart? Yeah. <laughs> the Paul Blart. Um, yeah, when they're on the street, and she looks back, and the clown is staring at them through the window. And then just fades away in the darkness. Oh God! <laughs> the darkness. <laughs> oh, I 
don't know why, just thought of a Bane from Batman. <laughs> While he's making his speech, he did his voice cracks. <laughs> Hold on, is there a cup I could use? Nah. Oh, God, whatever. Yeah, but that's the clown statue story. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get so much crap for that. <laughs> All right, so you ready for this next one? You merely adopted it. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You're gonna love this. You have mentioned this before. I'm excited. Take take, take one Ooh. guess. Take one guess. I've mentioned it before. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna get it. I don't. I don't want to fill the 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 podcast with just silence. Yeah. I feel so bad. I don't. Well, I. <sighs> He's trying. He's fighting. No, this is. He's fighting off his tiredness right now. Yeah, this is really. You want uh, me to slap you? No, God no. Splash cold water in your face? No, because that'll just wake me up after this podcast. I'm literally closing my laptop and then going to sleep. Yeah, you gotta be up for the podcast though. I know. I'm up for the podcast. We, least, we got at there least we go. two more hours. I shook hours. my mouth. We got two more hours. Left. I shook my mouth. I shook my head. Well, you did. Yeah. Uh, what is? I've mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. It's an urban legend. Yes. <sighs> Dude, I It's not aliens. Nope. Slenderman? No. Jeff the Killer? No. Those are creepy pastas. Let me just tell you. Yeah. The Russian sleep experiment. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. It's the Russian sleep experiment. God! Dude, this yeah. one's this is cra- I've heard this before, but I'll hear it again. This thing's crazy. It's, yep. it's yep. terrifying. Hold on, let me. I, I wrote. Oh yes. Let me see how. Oh how, let me yes. See how big it is. Oh so, no, I just have this, and that, uh, but I have the story. Okay, good. The story is yeah. amazing. You know they made, they made they a made movie. 20, they made, I watched it on YouTube. It's a. Uh, it stars the guy that always plays like the villain in mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, I don't know his name. <laughs> He's every single villain in every single movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out well, his yeah, name. The Russian sleep experiment is amongst the top ten scariest urban legends of all time. And the so sleep- I, not ahead. to deteriorate, no, go ahead. Uh, but so I've heard that it's um that it's actually a creepypasta. It is a creepypasta, but it's. Most creepypastas are urban legends. No, they aren't. Mm-hmm. Peter Stormare, I knew that. Peter Stormare is the guy in the movie. He What's the movie? Do you know what the movie's called? I can look it I up. I think it's just called The Russian Sleep Experiment. No, is it really? I think so. All right, let me check out his filmography. But yeah, The Russian Sleep Experiment wow. is a creepypasta story about an experiment performed by Russian scientists in the 1940s to learn about the effects of sleep deprivation. Peter Stormare has 181 uh, credits on IMDb. Wow. That's so much. I don't know what that means. It means he's he has 181 appearances in film. Hmm. <laughs> so it's a movie, right? It's like a short horror film. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But I think that I think I was reading something yesterday in class, not listening. Sorry, mom. Um, about how they are going to make like a full-fledged horror film about this, which, I mean, they could. They could very yeah. well. So, I mean, but yes, I, this is 
Oh, but this no, is good. The short film had a budget of five thousand dollars, and I watched it, and it was like, it seemed like it was more than that. Do you know? Do you remember kind of what it was called? I I think it was just called the Russian Sleep Experiment. Just search YouTube, because I all watched right, it on right, YouTube. All right. YouTube. And I mean, it, went out, it it creeped me out. But um, yeah. So this is definitely. This will be a very spooky podcast. Sleep experiment, short film. Yeah. It yeah, it's just called the Russian Sleep Experiment official mm-hmm. short film. With five million views on YouTube. Give me oh a oh. <laughs> the ad play. Is that a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh gosh. Are you sure Peter Stormer is in this? I forgot about that Squidward. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the same thing, but I have uh, I've watched that YouTube one, but um, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> All right, if you are ready, I'd like to get into the story. I don't. Th- yes, I I am ready. Okay, I hope I'm ready. I hope I can read today. Um. All right, so Russian, well, the story goes, Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days. I thought it was 30 days. Oh, well. The idea was 30, yeah. I believe. <coughs> oh, yeah, they didn't make it. Spoiler! Um, <laughs> okay, everybody should know this. But um, using an experimental gas-based stimulant, they were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was, this was before closed-circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and 5-inch thick glass porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, but no bedding, running water, and toilet, and enough dry food to last, them, to last all five for over a month. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. So I guess German researchers. The Germans. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll love your Auschwitz thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past. And the general tone of their conversations took a darker aspect after the four-day mark. Getting spooky for the Halloween times. Anytime, throughout the story, anytime something, uh, something gets to me, I will be doing my Wally impression. Wow. That... God, that was horrible. What's your Wally impression? Wow. Wow. Wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> um, after five days, they started to complain about the Eva! circumstance. <laughs> Did you really have to do that when I was mid-sentence? It made me think of that scene. Continue. I always think about the scene then where he's playing with a cockroach, and then he runs it over. And he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking about Wally? Jesus. 
All right, continue. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. <gasps> wow. <laughs> that creepy out? Yeah. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering to the microphones in one way mirrored portholes. Oddly, they seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't have to say punctuation. <laughs> after, nine, after nine days... They're called ellipses, fun fact. The three dots? Yeah, three dots are called ellipses. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you pause so I can clear my throat? No. Just pu- I, I was going to go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, okay. Just go, go clear your throat. All right, we're back. I had to clear my throat. Hopefully, uh, I will be better. God, I feel bad. Why? Because these chairs, whenever I have to like adjust in these chairs, it probably picks up. It does, so don't adjust. <laughs> All right, fine. Continue. Okay, so where was I? After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He then continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. Jackson, do an impression. There you go. That's actually... Wow. I'm impressed. That was spot on. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a good words. impressionist. I can, I can be one of the Russian scientists. Yeah. Do it. This experiment is going to be great. <laughs> they think we will reward them. They will die. Great for motherland. That's mine. You want me to do an impression of you doing that? Glad for Motherland! No, that was way off. Mm. That one you weren't good at. I'm sorry. That was an impression of me doing an impression of you. Doing an impression of a Russian. Wait. <laughs> yeah. That was an impression of me doing an impression of, of you doing an impression yeah. of... Yeah. There you go. I got it. So he was attempting to scream, but can only squeak. And this little squeaker, he is nothing more than a house mouse. <laughs> oh, you never cease to amaze me. Um, da. <laughs> the researchers postulated. Wow. Do you What's know what postulated? I don't know. I, I I'm guess, on it. I guess um, pondered? I don't know. Postulate. Postulated. Postulated. Post- diagnose? Postulate is to suggest or assume the existence, fact, or truth of something as a basis for reasoning, discussion, or belief. Okay, the researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. Yeah, that makes sense. No, okay. The most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather, didn't react to it. It's like, I guess they were just sitting, chilling, reading books, sitting on the toilet. This guy was just screaming his... See, this gas does hurt you. But well, not at Auschwitz. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> how many how many joke plugs are you gonna do with that? As many as I can. <laughs> they, they continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. 
After three more days passed, the researchers, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working. Since they thought it impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside, the oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber. Hoping to provoke any response from the captives, they were, they were afraid were either dead or vegetables. So, when I was watching the short film, they used the intercom, like, periodically. So that's just one thing that doesn't match up. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's a short film. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they do have to make it... Oh, well, I guess he wasn't using the intercom. He was making voice recordings. So I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at this. So they announced... You know another term for a vegetable? Paraplegic? Vegetonic state. Oh, wow. That's very smart. I have dropping knowledge bombs. Dropping knowledge bombs. Why? Gosh, you're with gonna... one dumb thought like Auschwitz <laughs> comes one smart thought like Vegetonic State. But you don't think that Auschwitz is the dumb thought? Oh no, that's true. I guess yeah. I just don't have dumb thoughts. Yeah. So they went over the the researchers went over the intercom and announced, "We are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor, or you will be shot." Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. Only one? Yeah. How do they decide who? I don't know. Oh. Well, they're Russians. They can figure it out. No, we will flip. <laughs> flip coin. We will spin vodka bottle. Every... <laughs> 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 uh, that was good. That's Thank good. you. To their surprise. Again, <laughs> comedic aspects just, of the yeah. podcast right here. <laughs> you're just bringing the comedic. I'm on you're, today. you're bringing the comedic vibes to the table right now. I'm, I'm on very, fire today. I'm very proud of you. You're I am run, too. You're running on how many hours of sleep? Three? Four? On uh, the past 24 hours, I am running on two hours of sleep. Wow. I'm yeah. amazed. I, I, woke am up, amazed. I woke up yesterday at, at 7.30. I didn't sleep until about 9 o'clock before work. Only slept for about two hours. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. The mind is just that's a where, wondrous place right now. Yeah, that's you're in a very, I would say you're in a comedic state because you're just knocking jokes. See, the, I, I line think, after line. I think, um, I think for this to be working, we should record all podcasts after I'm barely awake. Yeah, no, yeah I agree. <laughs> I agree. This is going good. So, okay, so they open the door, and they're over the intercom. And so, to their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice response. We no longer want to be freed. Debate broke out amongst, among the researchers and the military forces funding the research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. Why midnight? To make it creepy. Creepier. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging as if pleading for the life of loved ones to return the gas back on. The chamber was opened and the soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. 
They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them in life. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Ruff? Did you pre-read this? Yeah. All right. What? Nah, keep going. Four of the five subjects were still alive, so one of them's dead. Got Although no math. one could rightly call the state that any of them in life. Okay. It's like they all look dead. Okay, got yeah. it. The food rations past day five had not been... S- okay. The food rations... <laughs> you made me mess up. You made me feel <laughs> self-conscious. The food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. So they didn't eat. For ten days? Yeah. Got wow, it. That's a... What's the longest? Dude, I can't, I, I can't have a gap of like five hours. Yeah, yeah. I think the longest you can go without eating is a month. Three days. Uh, is yeah. it, no, no drink, water is three days. Water is three days. Food is like two weeks. Yeah, something like that. So I guess that's not... Two weeks is 14 We're not days. scientists, no. so... We try. <laughs> yeah. So... E equals MC squared. Yeah, the food rations past day five had not been touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects' thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Ah, Waffle stomping it with the human flesh. Oh, gosh. There's probably poop floating. Precisely how much... Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. There's feces everywhere. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined and poop. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions, large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all, of them were self-inflicted. So they're just scratching away. Tearing at themselves. Don't know why I'm touching myself. Got it. <laughs> the abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. Wait, like so, like their yeah, intestines they, and everything, yeah, they, and they were alive. They ripped out their intestines and oh. jump rope with it. <laughs> Do a double dutch in the I mean, intestines. When you're locked in a room for 15 days, you get bored. And if you have no jump rope, you got to make do. Tear, I can see. Out, tear out your intestines. <laughs> step, step up, Russian edition. <laughs> oh, gosh. Got to love Russians. Okay, so yeah. Ribcage, diaphragm, still intact. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor. <laughs> Fanning out around the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subject. I don't see how they're still alive. The digestive tract of all four can be seen, can be, could be seen to be working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that they were digesting, was, well, what they were digesting was their own flesh that had been ripped off and eaten over the course of days. They'll have food. Don't have to eat yourselves. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream 
to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives, if you count ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying really hard here to think of a testicles pun. Please don't. It makes me hurt. In the struggle... Looks... Yeah? Looks like the subjects were a little testy. <laughs> oh, that, that was a reacher. I don't know about that one. I mean, they had to, they had to get the ball rolling. Should have said balls. Yeah. God. You quit while you're ahead. <laughs> In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. Spleen. I used to think that a spleen was a fictional organ. Because like you know in cartoons they go, My spleen I have no idea what a spleen is. I don't either. Is I think even... I think it's one of those meaningless organs, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> Um, the medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than ten times the human dose of a morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor. When, when Hart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he bled out, to the point where to the point there was no, no more air in his vascular system than blood. Even after its even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach, and just repeating the word, MORE, over and over. That was spooky. Yeah, weaker and weaker until he wow. finally fell silent. That honestly, that kind of scared me a little bit, because it wasn't like, I was just like sitting here, and then all of a sudden that came more. out. Okay. I was like, whoa. Spooky story. So there's three test subjects left. Yep. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas demanding to be kept awake. So like if they I guess if they fell asleep they would die. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room the facility had. In the process preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body. It was found that he was effectively immune to the to the sedative they had given him to prepare him for the surgery. They did it raw. I guess so. You know, I just wouldn't want to be alive. After all, they this. do. Well, they just want to stay awake. No, they, yeah. He fought furiously against his restraints. When the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under, he managed to tear most of the way through the four inch wide leather strap on one wrist even though the weight of of a 200 pound soldier holding that wrist as well jeez it took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed his heart stopped so he fell asleep and he died in the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen don't know what that means 
His muscle, his muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were forced, were the, from the force of his own muscles exerting on them. The second survivor had been the first of the group to, of five to start screaming. His vocal, his vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval. When the surgery, when the anesthetic gas was brought near him, he shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctant, reluctantly they try the surgery without anesthetic. It did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with the, with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be the. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible that the patient to be alive, still be alive. One terrified nurse assisted, assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several, several times whenever his eyes meet hers. That's creepy. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming... This must be something of drastic importance. The surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you tried not to fall asleep? I fell asleep for a little bit. <laughs> it got to me. I got really hopefully, comfortable. Hopefully when you take your nap, you don't have nightmares. Oh, God. I'm going to turn on the office. Yeah. All right, keep going. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery both without anesthetic as well, although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the, could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. Ooh. The paralytic cleared their system with, in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak... They were again asked for the stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they oops, had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given. I must remain awake. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced. Just a long story. Dude, I know. Were, <laughs> were reinforced, and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of the project considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and an ex-KGB... That doesn't make sense. This is in the 1940s. Because the KGB wasn't informed until the 50s. I will fact check. That's just what I heard. So, the commanding officer, an ex-KGB, instead saw potential and wanted to see what Uh, would happen. 54. Yeah. What would happen if they were put back on the gas? The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling at the moment it was let slip that they were going back on the gas. It was obvious that 
At this point, they were all three putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One Dude, of the... I, I'm, I'm doing that right now. You need some gas. Hey, man, you want some gas? I'll go to Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might. First left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the, most of the researchers were monitor, monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. Inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeating suffering brain death, but returning to normal. That's interesting. As they focused on the paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of deep sleep, then flatlined for the first time, and his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwaves showed the same flat lines as the one as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects aside, as well as three researchers. Oh, geez, so they just locked three researchers in there too. One of the named Oy. one of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes. Okay. <laughs> and turned the gun on, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. Gosh, he pointed the gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to the, to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? He demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be freed at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed the subjects at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out, so nearly free. And that's the end. Now I, uh, I'm creeped out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what about you? Uh. How how much of that story did you sleep through? None. <laughs> I almost slept through a lot of it. So, do you believe that? This is a true story. It's been confirmed to be fake. Yeah. But, but at the roughly, same time... Roughly 57% of people that have read this story believe it. I mean, I like to believe things are real when people yeah. doubt it. So yes, I will say for the sake of this, this was an actual experiment that took place in Russia. Yeah. So Simply because this is a very realistic experiment that could happen. Yeah. Nothing supernatural yeah, I mean, happened. I, it it is believed that they hired, I guess, Nazi researchers because they were taken as prisoners of war. 
And so we all know about the experiments that the Nazis did on people. Yeah. And it's not really a far-fetched idea. I mean, there are some fit, like fictional aspects of the story. Because um, they're like the symptoms that the um, um, test subjects displayed aren't really symptoms of sleep deprivation. They're sleep symptoms of psychosis. Yeah, paranoia and all which that. Can, which, which can yeah, if you're develop awake for, from sleep deprivation. Yeah, if, if you are awake for 15 days, I guess it does add up. But, um, yeah, no, if you look up pictures of the Russian sleep experiment, you will see this picture that will be posted on our... Um, God, is that real? No, I, I don't think it's real. But, yes, it's supposed to be an authentic... Quotation marks. This um, like the Hobbit. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a photo taken of it's one of the Frodo test subjects after from Weight the. Watchers. <laughs> um, but yes, but this is also a spasm Halloween prop that you can buy off of eBay. Ooh, it, they look strikingly similar. Wouldn't you say? Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think this picture is fake. Well, that picture is definitely fake. The yeah. bottom one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about. This is a picture of just the Halloween decoration. Oh, oh yeah, that one's fake. Yeah. But I mean that's if you look up Russian sleep experiment, look at it's pictures. Terrifying. That, yeah, it's terrifying, but that will be the picture that you see. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that's all I have for the Russian sleep experiment. That was a good podcast, I think. It was a very good podcast actually. You you uh Did I knock it out of the park? Ooh. And you mean to scratch your back? No, I got a pimple on my back. <laughs> You need to sleep. Yeah. Before you uh, start experiencing paranoia and psychosis. and <laughs> You know, that really went well together because you're sleep deprived and the people in this story are sleep deprived. I do what I can for this podcast. Yeah, you're, you're, I, you're I really, really, really sacrifice a method, lot. method caster. <laughs> nice. See what you did. Oh, popped it. Oh. Holy crap. It was a lot. Sorry. Jeez. It was bothering me. Anyways, well, um, I hope our listeners aren't completely freaked out right now. I hope that they had some laughs. No, there's definitely some laughs in this some, podcast. Some gasps. I think... Some this, jumps. This, this Maybe part, you pooed a little. You pee-peed. said you did, yeah. I pooed a little. I won't lie. Maybe you should uh, go on Rate My Poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you see I put that hashtag on the last... Uh, no, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't read it. <laughs> you didn't put. You didn't put a picture of room two seventeen. Okay, okay. Hear me out. I did, but I had to delete it. You just get a new one. <laughs> so the guy in the original, the first picture. Yeah, I posted, Santa told me he was holding a pipe with weed in it. I did. I thought it was a room key. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Anyways, um, there weren't any good pictures of 217. Oh, dude, I found so many good ones. Whenever I'd put them on Instagram, they'd be blurry. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, well, it was still a good post. Got 25 likes. Woo! So, the um, Natty Frost post, we got 40, I think. Whip. Without promoting. Dab. That's awesome. We haven't promoted a f- the last few, haven't we? No, we haven't, because I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> if you want to pay for it, go ahead. Uh, you can spend like $8. I need to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go buy a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, get a nice some. Sti- we need to. We, oh, sh- we need yeah. to do like. We need to get stickers. I feel bad. We can be- pay for. We can pay for stickers. Dude, I feel bad because like we have some nice some memorabilia, but the logo is outdated. Yeah, I think we should go our net our our our. 
Yeah, if it's we, a good, it's a good thing we didn't order those hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> if we ever do like push for something, it should be to start off mugs and stickers. Yeah. Practical. Uh, but business also cards even business cards. But yeah, we, if we ever not, do that, we'll get the first two mugs because we the, need them with the new fancy logo. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our logo is fancy. It's super fancy. It's, I'm very impressed with your work. Thank you. Um, well, that's all we have for today's podcast. Thank you for listening, as always. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed this podcast. I, think, I know what you enjoyed the most. The goat man erection. It was funny. <laughs> I, I put that in there just for you. It was really funny. <laughs> um, we, like, you guys have been a great audience. Yeah. No you. one heckled. No one. Which I'm, I actually I enjoy dealing with hecklers. If you're driving in your car right now, drive safe. If you're cutting grass, cut it. If you're if you're gonna go see Halloween tonight, like oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Get some sleep so you don't fall asleep. Oh, right? I'm pumped. I'm pumped too. Um. Oh, we should we should next podcast we're gonna do a review at the start a review of Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah, write that down. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something about some urban legends, especially the Russian sleep experiment. I put a lot of work into reading. I read on a second grade level. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I think I did a good job with my research and all that. So, If um if you want to reach out to me about making Auschwitz a real thing, <laughs> quit it with that. Hit me up on Instagram, at Houston, Texas. Or DM Night Swims. Yeah, Thank DM you. Night, wait, no, Night Swims is, has nothing to do with that. DM, DM Night Swims. <laughs> or me, personally. Thank you very much. All right, and we'll talk to you all next week. We love you all. Love you, too.